All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Pin High Podcast presented by Pin High Media. This week, we're going to talk about Scotty Scheffler's first win at what could have been the wildest waste management open we've ever seen. Um, and we're going to, I mean, for some of us, we liked it. Some people didn't. So we'll talk all about that. Uh, we'll bring back who's not, who's hot, and who's not this week. And we'll make some picks for the Genesis Invitational. So let's get into it. This is Jordan Spieth here, and this is the Dan Hyde Podcast. Uh, let's get inside the ropes. Scotty Scheffler finally broke through to win uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open this week. Uh, how many holes of a playoff was it with Cantley? I mean, I, I was, was a, a little bit. Playoff. Yeah, I was in between all of this with the Super Bowl starting, and, uh, you know, I was like, on my way to Super Bowl party, so we had Cheek updating the playoff for us. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's good to see Scotty finally break through. I feel like he's been on the cusp so many times. Yeah, and like this one kind of snuck up on me a little bit. I I didn't really think that Scotty Scheffler had a chance when we were going down the final three holes. I'm like, oh, it's between Cantlay and like Digala, and then just Xander Shoffley has like an outside chance. And like Scotty Scheffler kind of snuck up on me. I didn't realize he was that close to to tying and i didn't think that he was gonna like actually have a chance to win and he did so i mean good for him i guess if there's a way that scotty sheffer is gonna win because obviously he's been knocking on the door um for much of his career so far i think this was probably the way he was gonna win he was gonna sneak up and and then kind of just take it absolutely i think it was it was like you said it was kind of unexpected to see him in that spot like Oh, like you, you realize walking down 17, he's like, he can win this thing. He makes like he birdies 18. He should have, he, he should have birdied 18. He should have made that putt. I was just obviously Cantley should have made his putt and Xander should have made his putt to go into a playoff, which don't even get me started on him. Um, but it was like you said, it was kind of cool to see him get his first win. I mean, he was, he was, the cut was two under par. And he was at three under par at the start of the weekend. And then he shoots like 60. He shot 29 in the back on his first nine holes on Saturday. 62 on Saturday, right? 62 on Saturday. Yeah. I'm like, and then gets in the final group and wins. Like that's Spieth did like a similar thing the week before. He was that far back. It seemed like like 11 shots back at the start of the um, beat weekend. And he somehow came back and almost won. It's, I don't know. It's just it's just impressive to to think about. Yeah, it's um it's also like like you said, Xander Shoffley. Um it's also a little frustrating for a couple guys to to not really finish there because it was Thigala not finishing after kind of leading a lot of the way. Um pretty much almost wire to wire. I know he wasn't first round uh KH Lee ended up being first round leader because right. Thigala bogey his last two holes. Friday morning. Uh-huh. Yeah, that oh, was kind of, okay. that's kind of annoying because that was kind of the difference in the tournament. I would think I yeah. think Gala was like was able to finish his round on Thursday. I don't think he would have bogeyed both those holes. No, I don't think he would. So either. like and and then like obviously waking up in the morning having to play 17 and 18 as your one and two for the day. Like he ended up bogeying both those holes and then started off birdie, birdie, birdie on on his round uh two scorecards. So like uh, 
I didn't think it was going to come down to that, but what did he end up missing out in the playoff by one stroke? So yeah. he had yeah. like just went par par on those two holes to end his first round. And then yeah. Trevor's guy Xander just like I literally like, I can't Trevor can't I, catch a break with Xander and he can't catch a break with skins because what are you <laughs> what are you down so far in 2022? 17 one five. five units. And and skins. I had all it takes is a winner. I had Xander to Thank win. God you don't take these. I yeah, I Xander to win. Cage Lee was first round leader and lost to Glover by one. He was three over par the rest of the week. Um uh Xander Ber- Xander Berger and Brooks all top 10. Berger missed the cut. Xander and Brooks were top 10. Like I, I was that close to a huge, huge week. Um, but yeah, and- Xander, I, I'm honestly convinced Xander will never win like he just like i realized like after watching him compete in these so many times that he's he just doesn't have it when he's like in like a pressure situation like he obviously won the olympics but he like this is like this was this ended up being like a big like a lot of big names tight leaderboard like this tournament i feel like means more and more every year which we can we can talk about more obviously too, but he's not making putts. I feel like there's so he's a good putter, but there's so many putts where he just lacks conviction and he's just not even getting like halfway to the hole. It seems like it like he's got to figure figure something out and yeah. come alive and make a like one big putt in one of these tournaments to change his narrative, I guess. Yeah. And you mentioned how big this tournament became, not only just because of the leaderboard, but also just because of the hype that it was getting around not only the golf world, but also just like mainstream media. Um, mm-hmm. So we can talk about a few of those things and move into to winners and losers uh, for this week. Yeah. So winners and losers. I mean, just to kind of piggyback off of what, what Pat was saying, I guess our first winner of the week is beer. And the game of golf as well, in parentheses. Mm. <laughs> um, I mean, like it or not, the WM Open drew a lot of attention this week, even with the Super Bowl going on. I mean, I know the Super Bowl is hard to compete with. Um, I mean, we had hole-in-ones, beer showers on 16. Like, it, it was just like kind of a spectacle for golf and something that you don't normally see for golf. I mean, I'd like to get your thoughts on the, you know, throwing beers on the 16th. Yeah. So... I loved it um, for the, uh, the the first hole in one with Sam Ryder, and I thought it was I, I mean, it was something you, we've never seen before. Like that's just like like not only just that, but just something even like that happening is something we've never seen before in the game of golf. And then we see it happen again with Carlos Carlos Ortiz, and it was so cool then too because at that point it's like oh is this just a thing now? And then. When it happened for Justin Thomas, it was kind of like, okay, he chipped in from off the green. Like, that's not worthy of that. Um, Obviously, it's the waste management open. Anything kind of goes, I guess, now. I mean, I think that's going to be really interesting to see what happens during the 2023 one, just because, like, it's set a new precedent, pretty much, for, like, what is acceptable, Mm -hmm. because, like, let all that fly. And then you can't mention it without... Uh, mentioning Joel Damon and Harry Higgs also just doing something we have never, maybe won't ever see again. I don't know. I don't know if the PGA tour is going to be. That um, was 
that was the funniest thing. Like, like the the beer on the hole in one was just like an awesome, awesome moment. And like the second one was like very cool too. We had seen it before. So I guess it to a certain extent it wasn't as like awesome. But the the Joel Damon and Harry Higgs, that was that that made me that like that moment made me laugh out loud. Like just watch every single time I've watched it. It's just, it's so it's like Harry Higgs just pulls his shirt up, shirt up and then it cuts away. And then there's Damon just whipping it like a, to like a rally towel. And uh, that was, that's like that. I understood them throwing beer for, I guess a little more, obviously the JT thing is a little over. Like, like, come on. Like you chip, like, like, yeah, you chipped in. It's cool. But there you got there's gotta be a certain line to throwing beer on the golf course hold the ones chuck all the beer in the world like that's the coolest thing ever but like it's there's a i feel like there's a line as to uh what you can do i'm, I'm still yeah, like it's not yeah. it's, it's not like i'm not like mad about it but it's just like i feel like that's like i feel like a lot of people have the same opinion on that right i mean that did bring us into our second winner of the week because our second winner of the week is harry higgs and joel damon's chances for the pip um <laughs> I mean, I mean, just to kind of recap that, because you didn't really like fully explain it. Uh, mm-hmm. Joel Damon got his like tea time notification that he was uh, teeing up with Harry Higgs uh, for round four. And he tweets, dreams do come true. If we get enough retweets, Harry Higgs will take his shirt off on 16 tomorrow. And like people were like, oh, like that's not actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. But like, sure enough, Harry Higgs makes this like pretty long putt too, like, you know, like 15 foot putt. Um, and then lifts his shirt up and then, and then you know, chaos kind of happens. Joel Damon takes his shirt off. He's like swinging it around, uh, which is like just something you don't see in the game of, of golf. Uh, like imagine if this happened at like Augusta, like Harry Higgs and, and Joel Damon would be like arrested. Maybe like Green Jacket. It'd, like, it'd, like, it'd, it'd be like the Chinese thing. Um, we'd, we'd probably never see them again if it did. That yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so the tarps off of 16 did go viral. We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, Joel Damon kind of was feeling it, I guess. Uh, after the round, he shot his shot on Twitter. He said, uh, um, he asked Rory to be his partner for the Zurich Classic, even though Rory doesn't play in the Zurich Classic. And uh, he said he'd, he'd even promise to keep his shirt on. So Joel Damon's kind of feeling it. Uh, maybe had one too many at that point. But uh, we also talk about how. Like how awesome just the tournament in general was. Like not just because of the the beer. Like pe- people, this is like like talk about like people like talking about growing the game. Like this is a like way to grow the game. Like grant like it's like not the conventional way. Maybe not the way the PGA Tour wants to. But like like kids, college kids, seeing colleges don't play or think about much golf that much, and they're seeing just beer being chucked on the golf. Of course, after a hole in one, these guys taking their shirts off. Like, like that's like people get into the game and watch the game of golf. I mean, I will um, say, I will say the PJ Tour like didn't seem to have a problem with it. They were posting no. it like all over their social exactly. and everything. So like there was that. I mean, my only take on the whole beer thing is like I'm fine with you like throwing beer up in the air and like like splashing beer all over the place. I don't think you should really be throwing projectiles onto the green like. You know, like the second, like the first time was cool because, like, it was kind of like an out of, like, you know, just kind of out of that moment. They started throwing beers on the, on the, uh, yeah. I mean, and that was just kind of like a, a thing. I think the second time, which I think the JT trip happened before Carlos Ortiz. So that time definitely 
shouldn't have done anything. So it happened before Carlos Ortiz? No, I, I, I think it was after. I think it was after. Maybe it was after. I don't know. Because JT, JT was like, he was kind of like, he he made a run, but like he was, I think he was later on the day than Carlos Ortiz was. But um, yeah, I mean, when Car- Carlos Ortiz did it, I get it, but like you could see like people were kind of taking cover, like they didn't want to get like nailed with like a a full beer. Um, yeah, I just yeah. think you shouldn't be allowed to throw like throw projectiles onto the course, but I don't you know, know how you throw stop beer up in the air. Yeah, I and mean, you can't I, really. Stop I don't them. think you're going to stop them unless you like, come to Phoenix next year and there's netting like all around the thing, which would suck. No, they like, wouldn't do that. But, but, like, that, that, that would happen. They would like bank it. I was, I, I was thinking. Yeah, the, I was. Yeah, I, I was thinking like like something like that. Like one that would cost just x amount of more money just to put up in the in the stadium on those like like all around that one hole and then two like i thought like oh maybe if they do like plastic cups but then they cost x amount more to have the plastic cups there instead yeah, of it's like all about cans. sustainability to yeah, WM. The WM, like they, yeah they, don't, they don't even go by waste management anymore because they WM. don't want waste in their name so yeah but it's the whole i didn't know that <laughs> yeah they just they just changed their brand to wm Oh. I I noticed that this week, but I mean, like I said, all in all, the tournament itself was phenomenal. Like all these big names, like this is like the crowd almost like it felt like it was almost a like a mate. Like I was, I haven't watched this much golf this weekend, and I had and I had. I mean, Century is uh, like obviously the start of the year, and haven't watched golf in a long time before that. But like this is one of those tournaments that I feel like I would want to tune into. Like I, I want to tune into every single day, especially on Saturday and Sunday before the Super Bowl. Um, it's, it was like this stretch of, I feel like Tory, this Riviera, uh, even you can even include century in that. Like that's like a, this is like Riviera's week is a loaded, loaded, loaded. field. We're, we're going to see a lot of the same in the Not- world the fans, but we're going to see the same. I think we're going to see an insanely stacked leaderboard. Yeah, I completely agree. I yeah. saw I saw something where the strength of the field this week is higher than the 2020 Masters, something like that. Like that, like this is like... Masters never have, like... No, it doesn't. It's well, not, it's not, it's like, not like a US crazy, Open. But yeah, but like, like, just like a higher strength field for like a regular tournament than a major, like it's, I mean, it's going to be a crazy, crazy week. An awesome golf course. Tiger will be there. So, right. I mean, so let's get into our last winner of the week. Um, Saif Digala. I think his stock went up this week. He may have not won, but you know what? He's playing on a sponsorship exemption. Um, the way he just handled himself this week, like I think he made a lot of fans this week. I think a lot of people were rooting for him. I mean, to think he's 24 years old and he's like hyping up the crowd, like he's very, very into the event. Um, like he may not have won, but he's very talented like you can see like he might stick around he might just be one of those guys that takes this tournament and kind of starts to run with it um i was pretty impressed by him this week yeah how awesome was it that to see him pumping up the crowd on 16 when he's like in a final group with brooks and scheffler and he's taking the time to pump up the crowd he's wearing a jersey was he wearing a jersey on sunday i don't remember i I think think he wasn't he was on saturday for sure yeah he wore the pepperdine jersey on the green um I mean, he kind of caught a bad break. I think on 17, he, did. he didn't really he hit a bad did. shot. He hit like a pretty okay shot, like a nice little cut in there. And it just, it took a wicked bounce and 
you know, maybe a little adrenaline hit it a little bit further than he wanted it to. And it, it, it was cutting, it was cutting and it bounced left. Like yeah, it, it was a weird, it took a wicked bounce and went into the water and that kind of ended his tournament. But, um, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to go for it. Right. So I'm, I, I respect oh. it. And like yeah. up until that point, it looked like he had a, a very good chance of, of winning and especially against somebody like Patrick Cantley, who was, you know, looking to be the number one in the world at this point, you know, finished top 10 in all of his events this season. Patrick Cantley is crazy and, right now. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, and I, I think one more last, one last thing on the gala seeing like his whole family being there, like he's living at his parents' house. He's dri- drove like six hours to like to the tournament, uh, like, you know, like his like high school car or something like that. Someone, someone said that, um, just the whole, the whole story, the story is awesome. I mean, like there are points where I felt like he was kind of like losing it, like on Saturday morning or Saturday afternoon, he doubled the second hole and then i thought like okay he's kind of done but then he kind of putted well because kind of like he he hit he like just unleashes at the ball every single time he hits it and the way he stuck around like that whole weekend with like canley xander brooks scheffler like it's that that's just that's impressive and that's hopefully we'll see more of that i heard i was listening to nolan up's recap of it today and they they were talking about this quote from a golf digest article i think it was or maybe it was golf.com but they said how how the gal would just like purposefully on the range like hit like terrible terrible shots right like i don't know why like 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 he would he would hit like slices tops chunks like all this kind of stuff and then apparently one time he was in the range and rom was right next to him and he said looked over his teammates and watched this and he purposefully shanked it like directly to his like 90 degrees to his right and like got like and like pretend like it was like embarrassing and didn't mean to do that or anything like that and, like it, it just he seems like he's like a fun like a fun guy kind of like carefree guy obviously who's uh like emotional after this week but it's i don't know i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him uh we should hit for sure. we should hit the dms i want this story from yeah him, and i i want to <laughs> I want to hear that too. No laying up to it, but um, I'll find it. I'll find it as well. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that. That I was going to mention that as well. That he like does that, which is kind of funny. Like purposely shaking to make other people think like he's having a tough time, um, and then he just goes out there and stripes the ball. I mean, he does play a little bit like Jordan Spieth in a way. Like I, he had a point in his round where he just like wasn't hitting fairways, but he was scrambling so well that didn't really make a difference. Yeah, like I I feel like every single time I saw him, he was hitting like he was like in the desert or like in the rough. Like he was he wasn't in good spots, but he would he would stick he it putting yeah he was putting gray his irons are very good. Like it was it just seemed like he was like not playing well and like kind of scrambling but somehow also still keeping up with these guys. Like it was it was crazy it was kind of wild to like even process like wow this guy's still in it like usually like i wouldn't have expected that at all yeah yeah so we want to get into some losers now sure sure um Um, yeah go ahead pat yeah so i saw i saw saw this on twitter uh or instagram i forget where he went on the rant but charlie hoffman yeah i it, it was exactly like phil last week just kind of embarrassed himself on social media um, you know, blaming the PGA tour for, you know, a lack of protection after, after a ruling. Um, 
you know, I, I what, what was the exact ruling again, Jeek? It was something about yeah, so a he like he went to make a back. mid yeah he went to make a drop like you know for for on a hazard whatever he made a drop and like he would have his drop um made his drop once made it twice didn't work and then like placed it and then they went back to get like a club and the ball ended up moving and rolling yeah. like into the into the water again and he ended up having to take another stroke which is a terrible role i understand it but like the rant that he went on saying how like pga tour gives a lack of protection saying how like rulings because of this are the reason why people are trying to leave the tour and like that kind of missed the mark almost completely and it kind of like phil last week just kind of made a fool out of himself and he also finished dead last for players who made the cut so uh didn't really go well for him it was it was funny that the the sat that saturday morning or the what 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 day did this had the ruling happening on i think friday or Saturday. Friday, friday friday he said uh yeah, whatever day it was, the next day, his first two holes, there was like a he had to take a penalty shot, penalty strokes, like on drops. <laughs> it was like, like the the whole post is he deleted the posts. Um, he apologized the next day about it, then deleted the post. Uh, like a there's a picture of him with like a waste management like truck, like something yeah, like that. Fun. Like it was the whole thing was just like they say he was getting trying to gain leverage, like this whole. I mean, the whole Saudi thing and I don't know. There's just it's it seems like there's just more and more I, I like smoke or I, I don't know what to call it at this point, but the yeah, whole players seem to wanna like voice their frustrations all of a sudden. Yeah. yeah. Getting too much power. Need a lot yeah. of um and then another loser I had here, players' ability to close. So I mean there was three people who really had a chance to win this event. Obviously, Xander, we mentioned earlier. Um, we mentioned Cantlay couldn't really make his putt. Sheffler didn't make his putt on 18 as well. Um, the Gala was there down the stretch and obviously on 17, like hit it in the water. Like no one really wanted to close this event. We have three holes, um, a three hole playoff 30 minutes into the Super Bowl. That's not really good for the sport because a lot of people will be watching this and then go right into the Super Bowl. Um, you have like usually like a half an hour buffer or whatever, but because of this playoff, like they ended up going into the Super Bowl, and I'm sure the ratings went from really high to really low very quickly. And like a lot of people probably didn't watch the playoff. I wasn't able to. So. I mean, I had like plans like to go to a Super Bowl party, and like obviously nobody at the Super Bowl party like wanted to watch the yeah that's uh, like can somebody off. please make a putt and yeah. just no one wanted to do it and until finally Scheffler was able to make one yeah, exactly. um because it was such a good tournament it was um, really and the only negative and like that it was annoying yeah. but next year we have this tournament it's in Scottsdale the Super Bowl in Glensdale in Glensdale yeah. Arizona so both in the same same area um maybe maybe they'll they'll stagger it a little bit next year and we'll we'll have this go right into the super bowl right um and then our last loser put it down here bryson dechambeau i mean the rumors keep spreading about him he hasn't played in a couple weeks i think he's been hurt but you know the rumor was that he was going to get paid to play in the saudi league like a lot of money um even no laying up tried to like spread a rumor saying that he won't play another pga tour event this season which i think probably isn't right but who knows what their source is um bryson denied it but he's also not in the field again this week 
Uh, he is the defending champ at the Arnold Palmer Invitational. So if he doesn't show up for that, like they could be onto something. And if Bryson doesn't play in any PGA Tour events, like that's the first domino to fall. I hope I get to see Bryson at the Arnold Palmer. Yeah. You're going to be there, of course. I mean, yeah. if he doesn't show up to that as the defending champ, then you know there's something going on. No, definitely. Um, and it, like I, I saw a report today, I forget who it was uh, that was speaking on behalf of Bryson. Um, but if they were saying that that's like completely baseless, like it's false. And that the only reason he's not playing this week at Riviera is because of his uh, injury. injury. Yeah. So, and then I saw something else regarding the Saudi league um, from Dan Rappaport's, uh Twitter. This was today at noon, pretty much. Um, he said that on uh, the Stripe Show podcast, uh, Kramer Hickok said a lot of big guys are jumping to the Saudi league and that 17 have already signed on says huge money, 12 to 14 events, 10 in the U S no cut 40 players. Um, I feel like this is the first, like, this is like the most detail, like we've gotten, like this is what Dan Rapport said. Uh, and it's straight from a tour player. So they must've signed like NDAs or something like the ones who signed on because no one else is like saying it. Definitely. And I mean, um, Morikawa was there today. Morikawa today was was talking about he's like, like the narrative that we've kind of been pushing uh, on it all. Uh, Morikawa confirmed he was just like, yeah, I mean, I've I grew up like idolizing Tiger and the PGA Tour and wanting to like break records on the PGA Tour. I'm not pretty much just like not going to. Yeah, but like for somebody like Colin Morikawa has already won two majors, one of the most marketable players in the game, like probably. Has yeah, brand deals and stuff like he has plenty of money, but for somebody maybe at the level well, like Kramer Hickok, like they, also, I, saw, I think 10 of the 14 events are in the US, it's just Saudi backed. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's gonna, it seems inevitable right now. I, I, I don't, I honestly, I have no idea what to make of it just because, like you said, like the Kramer Hickok saying that, like that's like the most, you're right, that's the most like detailed we've heard from it. And then, like we hear, like the Colin Morikawa saying, like, like I don't know if anyone was going over there. Like it's it's so, like there's, uh, I I don't even know how to describe so it. Like it just yeah. like some people, like everybody has a different thought on it. I feel like including us. So yeah, the, 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 there's like the side that like Kramer is just saying what he's heard. Then there's like Bryson, who God knows what he's doing. Phil is being good old Phil, like kind of just making remarks without any backing or that are just that are just hurting his reputation charlie hoffman's calling the pga tour but then there's guys like Colin morikawa and other and a bunch of other pros who are saying like i haven't heard anything about it. i don't know anyone was going over there and who knows maybe they're signed they've signed an nda like maybe they're not saying anything but it's i i don't know i i literally i don't know what to make of it like i've heard so many things from so many different people it's, it's just I feel like it is something that like could actually like the, the the there's more and more smoke around it, which is kind of like I'm sure scaring. Like I'm sure if you if this happened, if Harry Higgs and Joel Damon were taking off their uh, their shirt last year at the Phoenix Open, like I want, like I genuinely wonder if they would have posted it or not. Like just because I feel like they're trying to get more people to say like oh like or like more. People watching golf and in turn drives more money, um, stuff like that. Trying to like change their narrative, I guess. I, 
it's it the whole just the whole thing is it's i need to like we need to do like a like a deep dive and just like try to find out as much as we can have like an episode on that or something like that just to talk about what we record episode yeah 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 um yeah it's interesting i i don't really we'll we'll see i guess (laughs) every week there seems to be a new twist yeah and then we uh we're bringing back the return of who's hot who's not this week and will the jinx come along with it (laughs) yeah let's get into that reverse jinx the reverse jinx it's a good jinx so let's start off who's hot we said it we alluded to it earlier pat cantley i mean since the, the 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 year started he's absolutely crazy right now i mean he has a um uh, solo second, T4, solo ninth, solo fourth to start the season. Um, and he's on the board. He's borderline going to pass John Rahm um, to become the world number one. So it's just, you can't, you can't stop him right now. I mean, um, I saw on the last day he was like plus 600 to, to, to win um, to start the day. And it was like, that seems pretty good odds for somebody who's just an absolute killer down the stretch. And I mean, He's been in so many playoffs, like the one at the BMW, the one at the Memorial last week, last year against uh, Colin Morikawa. I thought he was going to get it done against Scotty, but I guess not. But again, he's so hot to start the season. Yeah, I mean, it's just crazy to think he kind of has started where he left off the end of last season, winning the yeah. Fed Cup. So I'm like, so good. like, I don't know when like Patrick Cantlay got like this good because obviously he hadn't won for a while, like at some point last year, and then all of a sudden. He's come in flaming hot, starting to win the title. I don't, so. I don't think he's the favorite to win the Masters, but he, I mean, I think John Rahm probably is, but he should be, dude. Like, he should be the favorite every week right now. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to to argue that, really. So, I mean, who is the favorite to win the Masters? Rahm. Can't wait at 1,600. So, there's that's, one. That's two, really three, good four, odds. Five. five players, or six players ahead of him, so. Yeah, but Rory. Rory should be minus five hundred because he's gonna win. So. Then again, like the people in front of him are all major winners, and like the one thing that Patrick Cantley hasn't done it in is in a major. So I know, but he's 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 been good at at his like his like coming out party was almost at at Augusta that on mm-hmm. Tiger Woods's uh, uh, win. Yeah, so it's gonna be it's 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 gonna be interesting to see how this year progresses for Patrick Cantley if he really solidifies himself and eventually. It's inevitable that he's that he's going to be the world number one at some point. Um, I mean, Rom does keep playing well, so there is that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, um, maybe not to the extent that Patrick Cantlay is, but he's still still racking up those top twenties. Yeah. And then another one, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick. I mean, he's a guy who, again, he has really good cor- uh, course history going into this week too. I think, um, and his last four events, uh, both on the PGA. Uh, and the DP World Tour, it's been T10, T6, T12, T2. So he's another guy who's flaming hot right now. Yeah, kind of low-key, too. Like, I I didn't really think Matthew Fitzpatrick was on this type of run, but you look at the the previous scores, and all of a sudden you see top 10s in almost every event he's played. So, yeah, yeah, I think he's another one that's in the field again this week. So uh, interesting to see what he does at the Genesis. Um, and then who's who's not 
uh, Tony Fino starts that off. He's got cut. He's been cut in his last two. He had a T40 at the Amex. Not really what you expect from somebody of the caliber of Tony Fino. Yeah. It's, it's weird because you're so used to seeing him at the top of the leaderboard, maybe not winning all the time, but you're used to seeing him at the top of the leaderboard and he just hasn't been, hasn't been there recently. But hopefully this is a reverse jinx and he, and he proves us wrong because I'm pretty sure he did. I think he might have posted a top five or a top ten here, uh, last year at, at Riviera. Okay. And then the last who's not, Sam Burns, similar as Tony Fina. I wouldn't be too alarmed yet about him, but he's missed his last two cuts as well. Um, you're kind of take like expecting this guy to take the next step this season. Like he won a couple times last year, and we're like, okay, like he has all the the tools to be a really good player, and he just really hasn't taken that step yet. Yeah. So I mean, he's another guy. I mean, he was he was the 54 hole leader last year at at uh, the Genesis. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're set up to to reverse jinx both of them. So we'll see, but you're right. I mean, like both of them are not hot right now. All right, let's get into skins. But first a little word from Roback. So you probably noticed us wearing some new Roback merch over the past few episodes. We're partnering with Roback and we couldn't be more excited. So head to the link in our bio, add the Roback merch you want, and you'll get 15% off just by using the link. So enjoy and crave activity. All right, we have the Genesis Invitational this week. Uh, this is Tigers Tournament at Riviera Country Club. Um, the course preview, I mean, Riviera Country Club, par 71, 73, 22 yards. You got the Poa Greens. A couple interesting holes at Riviera. I mean, we start off with uh, with number one, probably the easiest par five on tour. We also have that, like, number 10, which is, like, a mini drivable par four, which is always fun. And, like, you know, th- we have two of the shortest par fives on tour, so you know, par fives gain, definitely want to take advantage of those holes. Kind of similar to last week with a couple of the shorter par fives. You want to take advantage of those holes. I mean, seven par four is over 450. So long iron play is going to be important. And I mean, Riviera has shown to be a pretty good golf course for the lefties uh, in the past. I mean, Bubba's won this tournament a couple of times. Uh, I would say important stats, strokes gained, ball striking, driving distance gained, uh, par fours gained 450 to 500, and strokes gained around the green. Short game will play a factor this week. People miss a lot of greens. Uh, you know, definitely pay attention to the short game. All right. Um, so I have honors. I was plus uh, 2.02 units last week, so 7.25 on the, on the year. You have... 7.26 on the oh, year. Okay. Short, short target. Yeah. I mean, you, you kind of have the opposite look of Trevor. Uh, you had those two top 40 bets. I think they finished T38 together. So, both I mean, yeah, the Corey Connors one would have been a bad beat. He like did really poorly on Sunday. Um, but anyway, I got a big card this week. Pretty big Ooh. card. Got, I'm just going to kind of rattle through the winners. I got Rory, Victor, Morikawa and Cameron Smith all outright 0.25 units on all of them to win. It's 20 to one on Rory, 24 to one on Victor Hovland, 18 to one on Morikawa, which is like, I feel like anytime it creeps up there towards like 20 to one for Colin Morikawa, you kind of have to take it. Um, and then I got Cameron Smith, uh, 22 to one. So all, all those are just a quarter unit. So still, still pretty good payouts on those. And then, like you said, lefties do well here. 
Robert McIntyre, top 40, plus 165.5 units on that to win 0. 0.83. Uh, Rory, uh, top 20, plus 105, one unit. Uh, Morikawa, top 20, uh, plus 100.5 units on that. Adam Scott, top 30. He's really good here. He's like, he's sneaky good here. He's top, and in top 30s, plus 115, plus money, top 30. Someone that yeah, he won in 2020. Exactly. So one unit on that. And then final one, I have Cameron Tringali, top 40. I think he's sneaky this week. I think he could actually win. Um, one of those like weird, like out of out of the blue things. Uh top 40, one unit. Um, that's plus one hundred as well. The stat that always falls Cameron Tringali around most money made without a win on tour. Yeah, so that's why I'm not to pick it up when I'm doing top forty plus one. It's even money. I think I think he, he has good finishes. I mean, mm-hmm. I think last one's what two? Yeah, three maybe. I think three. But anyway, that's my card. It's a big card, but I think it's a good card. I like it. No, I like that card a lot. Um, so I actually finished second in the group this week. Uh, minus 2.4 units. Got the Abancer one, basically his matchup on Friday. Xander obviously did not win. Berker did not finish in top 10. And uh, Cage Lee choked away his like eight shot advantage over Lucas Glover in that three ball. Um, I'll start out. I also, I, I also have Morikawa to win plus 1800 for the exact reasons you said, Pat. Uh, in that 1800 range, that's, that's too good to pass up. Uh, 0.5 units to win, to win nine units. I have Jason Kokrak to win plus 7,000.25 to win 17.75 units. And then Abe Answer to win plus 8,000.25 to win 20 units. Uh, all three of those guys, great iron players, great ball strikers, great all around games. Um, John Rahm, top 10, minus 115, two units to win 1.74. He just doesn't finish outside the top 10 like it's uh, it's unbelievable how consistently great he's been along with Cantlay like those two have been unbelievable uh, he's finished in the top five top 10 here before as well um then I have Sam Burns top 20 plus 140 one unit 1.4 finished what third last year after lean for the first three days something like that um I think he's going to have a bounce back week and maybe have the pin high uh, uh, reverse jinx of the who's hot, who's not. Um, that I, I actually love to see, love was loving seeing that after I uh, uh, inserted my picks. Then I have Jason Kokrak, top 20, plus 231, you win 2.3. Again, great ball striker, has some good finishes here around the top 20. Um, and he could be a sneaky good play to even finish top 10 as well. Like it. Um, yeah, so we're all kind of on the same page here of Colin Morikawa. I also have him to win half a unit to win 10. Now, it is a risk because I looked at the uh, the advanced stats for last year. Minus eight strokes putting last year at this golf course. And this is a tough golf course for putting. A lot of like short putts are missed at this golf course. And like he lost eight strokes putting last year. I think he was number two in strokes gained. I saw that. No, I think it's, I think um, it's kind of a good thing. I guess I, you can't do much worse than that, I guess. Um, so that is a risk, but like when you see the odds creep down for him, I guess they have changed since I last look maybe, but, um, 
yeah, if you see the odds get there, you kind of have to take him. He's that good. Um, I actually am going to piggyback off of last week. I have the Gala finishing top 40 plus 120. I have two, two units to win 2.4. I actually just really like him this week, at least to finish in the like top that. 40. Probably he finished good, 43 here as an amateur. He's coming off his best finish as a pro. Um, and he had a really good putting week last week. And you got to, you know, put the ball pretty well. I also kind of liked what I saw from him scrambling last week. If he doesn't hit it in the fairway still like his chances to make pars and maybe some birdies and also this is kind of like his uh hometown tourney kind of like max homo last year winning winning in uh his hometown tourney here um the gal is not from not far away from here so similar type of thing hometown tourney i think top 40 should be okay for him i just kind of like the value there plus 120 coming off of his best week uh, and then I'm going to go with Patrick Cantlay, top five, plus 230. I mean, we mentioned it before. I have 0.75 to win 1.72 units on that. Um, he's been top five in three out of his four starts, and the other finish was a solo ninth. Uh, and it just kind of makes sense. He could win or compete at this tournament as well. Wouldn't be surprised if he won. Uh, figured top five would be pretty good value for that. And then I'm going to do a little Thomas Peters double. So I have Thomas Peters outright plus 7,000, 0.25 to win 17.5 units. And Thomas Peters top 20 plus 230, 0.5 to win 1.15. I mean, listen, this guy's won twice in his last four starts, albeit on the year or the DP World Tour. Um, I mean, maybe he'll take that form over here. Kind of a shot in the dark, but I think he will play pretty well, finish in the top 20. He has played well at this tournament before you know, way in the past, but still he has, uh, and, you know, kind of going to take a shot at the outright because, you know, the guy's winning. So, and then my last pick, Francesco Molinari, top 40 plus 140, one unit to win 1.44. He's a member at Riviera. So knows the course pretty well. I feel like not a lot of people know that. So I'm going to take it. Like yeah, no, I, I was, I was eyeing that one down too. Um, just ran out of units to give. So, but yeah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing the board pretty clearly this week, I think. Yeah. I'm uh, never seeing the board anyway. clear now. I can't say that anymore. I said yeah. that two weeks ago and I lost all my bets. So, yeah. Well, so the, the standings right now are me 7.26 Jeek down point, just 0.5, right? Five, nine. Yeah. Five, you don't nine, have to say mine. You don't have to say mine. Yeah. Okay. I won't, I won't say, I won't say Trevor's as he goes in the dark. Everybody's uh, a winner that's, away, that's just, a winner that's away just from indication. You really are just a winner away from either me pulling ahead of the pack. Jeek, uh, probably if, at the very least, even it up or Trevor getting right back, uh, to where it was. I mean, if, if, if Thomas Peters wins, I have, you know, more than 18 units coming my way. So yeah, exactly. So we'll one, we just need one of those weeks. It'll happen. I, I swear it will. It always, it, 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 it'll happen at least once. I, yeah, probably during one of the major weeks. I feel like we see the majors very, very we, well. We've always picked, we've picked winners in every single one of them. Yeah. Uh, so do we want to get in the clubhouse to end the week? What do we got? What do we got in the clubhouse? Anything? Uh, shout out BU Hockey for winning the Beanpot last night. Shout out BU Hockey. Um, shout out the Rams. Shout out the Rams, true. For, for not covering the spread. Bro. Oh, yeah. Bro. R.I.P. Odell, too. R.I.P. Odell. Um, really, golf season now. 
the only compete competitor, especially with baseball uh, being in a lockout, only competitor is college basketball. March Madness. Yeah, like once once the Masters rolls around, there's if there's no baseball and no college basketball, everyone will watch the Masters. Granted, a lot of people do, but everyone will yeah. be watching the Masters, which will be awesome. Yeah, can't wait for that. So. Maybe we'll, we'll bring, maybe we'll bring a segment back next week for in the clubhouse if we uh, if we have time. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I'm sure by the time this episode even comes out, there will be more news. What is next Saudi, week on the Saudi oh, golf? Sure. On sure. the Saudi golf league. Um, I, I, but at the very least, by next episode, there's probably gonna be so much that comes out. So there'll be more to talk about next week with that. Um, until then, enjoy the Genesis. Mm-hmm.